Roses are red, violets are blue, trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up fellas, Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with our new code SHOW20. So, let's talk about the hero of Valentine's Day, shall we? The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. It also comes with their brightest LED spotlight yet. It's brighter than your best romantic smile. Perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. Oh yeah, and it's waterproof as well, so that makes shower shaving an absolute breeze. But you know what? That's not everything the Love Doctor ordered. This package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose Hair Trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations and two free goodies, the Shed Travel Bag and the Boxers 2.0 because comfort is king for all my dogs. And for a happy ending, there's the Manscaped Refined Cologne. It's the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate your grooming routine and set the stage for a romantically smooth celebration. And for all my bearded kings out there, Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Seamlessly handling even thicker beards is the perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOW20. That's SHOW20 at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SHOW20 because your grooming game upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Hello everyone and welcome to the FM show. I am of course your host Tony Jameson and as you can see if you're watching on YouTube, of course you'll very quickly hear if you're listening via audio, um, obviously Aaron and Steve aren't with us again this week, but that's not a problem because I've gone and got myself an extra super special guest. Everyone, say hello to Lelujo. Lelujo, hello Kev, how are we? Hello everybody. Extra super special, I like that. I might get that on a t-shirt. May I get, I, I try <laughs> and get my sort of like, uh, my introductions as high as possible. Some hosts will reel off a list of accolades. Like, you know, they've done this, they've done this, they've done oh, this. Oh, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm much happier being told I'm great. That, that's yeah. it, yeah. I don't, I don't, I know what I've done. I need to know you think it was good. That's the important thing. And that, and that is what a good host does, Kev. They put the talent over straight away. They're like, right, this guy's great. And everyone goes, oh my God, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to tell people how great you are and tell people what you've done, Kev, let the listeners know what you have done. You can do that part of the show. Oh my word! I've done, I've done it all. You name it. If if it's related to Football Manager, I've done it. I've been making YouTube videos and Twitch streams for the last eight nine years now. Mm -hmm. um, I've been playing the game itself since way back in Championship Manager Two. I have a world record attached mm -hmm. to playing Football Manager. Mm -hmm. um, 
and there's probably some other stuff. I've broken the game on multiple occasions. I am, uh, yeah, you, like I say, you name it. If it's football manager related, I've probably done it. Mm, absolutely. And that is why you are here today to talk about, obviously, the thing you're very good at. You're, of course, one of the uh, one of the people who do this as a full-time job, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, is, is a very, very special thing. We'll talk about how you did that, how you uh, transferred some of those skills, because, again, we share a common bond at this point, Kev, former educators oh. of the world um, and those transferable skills that sort of lend themselves a little bit to talking absolutely. to people on camera uh, and on podcasts. But um, we will start first of all, start first of all, as we tend to do, with first of all, a bit of a check-in. How are you getting on? How was Christmas? How was New Year? And how's your save going? Um, Good, to all of the above. I mean, it's it's the worst interview answer in the world. It's a one word, yeah, everything's going <laughs> To be going fair, good. the question wasn't great, so the yeah. answer can't... <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, Christmas was awesome. I got some time off, which is always welcome. Uh, New Year, I am straight back at it. So I don't really notice that New Year is happening. It's very Mm -hmm. much straight back into um, the daily videos, the daily streams, all that kind of stuff. Still averaging, since I uploaded my first video in 2015, still averaging more than one video a day, every day. So, you know, you got to get back to the grind. Um, The saves are going really well. I've just finished my Twitch save. Just won the Champions League with Roma, um, which means I've got a couple more days of being able to have my Tammy Abraham Roma shirt behind me mm-hmm. before I have to replace it with wherever we end up next in our uh, in our Twitch save. Non-need to legend is bonkers this year. I mean, it's it's the uh, is it the eighth or the ninth year I've been doing this? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but this has been the the oddest version of it I've ever done because I don't know what Sports Interactive have done, but they've tweaked something to do with. Uh, getting job offers and because mm. non-league legend is all about trying to be as realistic as possible the whole premise of it is um make just make the same decision you make in real life stick to realism and they've they've kind of cranked the realism up a notch as well because i've noticed in all of my saves job offers seem very very geographical i did a uh, i did a european journeyman on twitch where we started unemployed ended up at ankara demirspor in ankara in turkey mm-hmm. um the only job offer i got while i was there was to Genschler burley who are also in ankara and the next job i got was ankara guju who are also in ankara it took like getting to europa league level before i was even allowed to leave ankara and finally got to move across to roma and it's been the same thing in non-lita legend i started at tamworth um, I eventually got uh, an interview at Burton, who were just down the road mm-hmm. from Tamworth. The only other interview I've had during the uh, during the time at Burton is with Birmingham. It just seems mm-hmm. like you can't go further afield without really forcing it. And I'm happy at Burton. So just mm-hmm. like in real life, if I'm happy in a job, I'm not looking around. So I've been at Burton a long time. This is I don't know if it's the longest I've ever been at one club in non-league legend, but we joined them in League Two, and we're now in the Premier League. So we've been there a while, and no jobs come in. So it's it's a weird version of non-league legend this year. It's interesting that because part of me part of me likes that. So like I, and we'll we'll talk about the actual game board and, and how we structure non-league legend and what that means potentially for particularly for people who are sort of brand new to to play an FM and going like some of these game modes they hear for the first time and they're like, what's non-league legend, like what because i'm a bit like similar to yourself like that's the kind of style of game i like to play a long-term journeyman i love starting unemployed and seeing where i end up now you're saying there about si have maybe tweaked something to make this hyper realism of 
well, would you really go to Uruguay for no money? Like, <laughs> is is Mrs. J going to let us up sticks and move out to there? Honestly, love, it'll be great. We're gonna we're gonna live in Uruguay. How much are they paying you? Nothing. Just exposure. <laughs> That's. I quite like the idea that there's potentially then going. Honestly, you wouldn't do it. You really wouldn't. And maybe that's sort of the thing. Now we're going to learn to sort of like adjust this off. But I think if you've got to the Premier League, then maybe a couple of doors might have to open for you at this point, surely. I mean, you would think, because I mean, it's football cliche stuff, but very much I've taken this club as far as I can. We are still playing in the Pirelli, um, which they've had to bolt a load of seats onto the terraces in the Pirelli, which has taken (laughs) it down to a 5,000 capacity stadium. So we're in the Premier League, we're a 5,000 capacity stadium. We got a little bit of a treat while they were bolting the chairs on because they moved us to Nottingham for the year um, at the... Peter Shilton Stadium, which Ooh. apparently exists in Nottingham. Nobody else plays there. I guess they built it for the Euros because they didn't <laughs> want to go to the city ground, I guess, for mm-hmm. the Euros. But then five years later, they've not let Forest or Notts County move in. So it's just been sat there empty. So Burton got to play there for a year and then <laughs> trudge back over to our tiny little Pirelli that's now got seats bolted on we actually had a full season where we had more season ticket holders than we had seats in the stadium which was interesting i love that i love that Jared. <laughs> right like the, the emails go out get your season ticket renewals because literally we can't fit you all in yeah right? gonna... get, get get here early and some <laughs> of you are gonna have to watch on the big screens in the car park i've been a fan for 40 years i'm terribly sorry you were late but <laughs> we've given it to, given to this guy who's really really keen he's been here since thursday so yeah exactly you know. It's how it works now, I'm afraid. Um, so if we explain then, if we explain that game mode, explain non-league to legend, because that's very much, if we are to say, very much Kev Lelouch or territory, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's probably what you're known for. It's most, my thing, say. yeah. It's mm-hmm. the it's the most popular series I do every year. It's It was the first proper series I ever did as well. I kind of stumbled across gold um, right back at the start. Um, but it's it was kind of just putting a name and again accidentally stumbling into figuring out really early on that branding a series and doing the same branded series every year was a good idea for growth there was no plan behind it that wasn't deliberate um at the time league of legends was massive and i just thought well if i have the word league and the word legend in the title of the series then that might get some clicks from there having absolutely no idea how seo or youtube or anything like that works because you don't necessarily want the League of Legends guys clicking on your football manager videos because they'll click off very quickly. Mm. But we kind of stumbled into the name. But the the way of playing itself is the way I've kind of always played, apart from when I've had those little fun saves where you uh, where you add yourself to the youth team and give everyone maximum potential and just fiddle around like that for a few years. <laughs> but most most of the time, it was it was this. I would start at the club nearest to my house mm-hmm. and I would try and play the game as realistically as possible, making the decisions that I would make in real life. And it was very much the old, um, anyone who remembers the LLM forums from Sports Interactive from years ago, they don't exist anymore because they were a dangerous, terrifying place Mm -hmm. that I actually got banned from at one point many years ago for doing too well. Oh, Um, they they don't like success. I must have been cheating. They don't like success. Oh, they hated it. Yeah. Um, But, 
it was it was based loosely on their rule set so we we have the no player search screen rule the no staff search screen rule the no outside knowledge so you can't bring in um the current meta super tactic you can't download your training schedules you can't mm-hmm. sign players based on wonder kids list so it's very much playing within the confines of the game um signing the players your scouts recommend bringing in the staff that apply for the jobs at your club and kind of limiting yourself in that way and then with the extension to that is the making the decisions you'd make in real life and sometimes it leads to some tough decisions sometimes like with me being at Burton at the moment um yeah we're in the Premier League we might even qualify for Europe um I'm earning decent money there but I know full well if Aston Villa who've been relegated Mm. to the to the championship in my save if they come in and offer me a contract it's going to be on more money at a bigger club and all our logic as gamers is, well, obviously you finish the job at Burton, not in non-league to legend. You don't, I'm dropping down. I'm earning more money at Aston Villa mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a lovely old time. Exactly. And they've got more than 5,000 seats. So they'll have all well, exactly, of yeah, exactly. them. Bring, bring them all back in. But you're right. It's like, for, for me, like I, I, we say this quite a lot, like, you know, that when we play FM, it's, it's the story. It's all mm. about building a story, building a narrative. And, the way that obviously that you've managed to encapsulate that, that's 100% what it is, isn't it? You're playing that game as realistic as you possibly can, telling it the way that we all do sat in front of a laptop or sat in front of our screens at home, um, but just being a bit more, it's like the next level, isn't it? It's like dialed up a little bit because you've got Absolutely. people investing in it. And what I really like, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those those uh, those llamas they used to call them, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. um, on the forums, I'm, I'm one of the OGs. I was on the forums as well back in the day. You know, you're not allowed to post your story unless you've already played three seasons. Or there's anger, oh, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, um, and and for, so for me, I'm I'm fully on board with that. Now, what I find really interesting is that you've managed to to get this out in YouTube form, where potentially. And correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm coming at this from potentially a slight position of ignorance. I'm of I was of the impression that people on YouTube wanted the easy route. They wanted to see things that were quite short and snappy, because a lot of people will just, as we know on this podcast, maybe play for like three or four seasons, you know. And I personally, before I got into this, would sit and binge watch non-league to legend and and part to prem and that because that's my sort of vibe. You know, I'm learning uh, Loki Doki's journeyman. It was all the things that I was like consuming before I even got going. Um, and yeah, just seeing this whole like, no, 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 we're playing it this way and oh. you're going to like it. And I love that. I mean, the key thing you've mentioned there is uh, yourself, Loki, me. I mean, well, there's, we're all so, the same there's age, something that we? the three of us have in common. <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely the, uh, that's definitely the end of YouTube that I'm aiming at. I don't think I have the same audience that are watching the uh the 10 minute highly edited rebuild videos that do 10 seasons in 10 minutes and it's just bang 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 subtitles on the screen explosions everything flashing in from all that my view is if i i have tried uploading videos like that because you know try to stay relevant try and move with the times tried it a couple of times my audience hated it they Mm. not not just they weren't keen genuine hatred in the comment <laughs> section and then the next time i tried one they just didn't watch it they were not interested so um i think it just demonstrates that there is there is more to youtube than the uh 
than the bit that everyone thinks that it is. And there is very much a section of YouTube. And this is this is my bread and butter. It's the corner of YouTube mm-hmm. where people turn up at work, stick a video on in the background and go about their day. The amount of people who don't watch my videos, they listen to them. They'll listen to them while they're at work. They'll listen to them while they're in the car. And every now and again, I have to remind myself about, oh, and by the way, we're 3-0 up. I haven't mentioned it, but I know, I know there's loads of you who haven't seen the screen yet. We are winning this match. I'm going to get back to chatting about whatever I was chatting about, though. And they, it's, I'm just background noise. I'm local radio. It's, you know, and there is a massive, massive market for that. And the fact that it's consistent every day, there's a new non-leader legend out at 4 p.m. every day. I'm streaming every night. So we have stream highlights coming out every morning. There's, there's always that new piece of content that people can just, it just becomes part of their daily schedule. And mm. you can't get that with the, uh, the explosions and subtitles videos because A, you can't do one of them every day. And B, I, I feel like the people who watch them are much less likely to to watch another one from the same creator. They're not going to go out of their way to find that same guy again. They're just going to try and find the next really highly engaging flashing mm. lights subtitled thing. Yeah, so happy to wait for another week to to get that and come back on it again sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. This, I mean, I could rant on this for some time, so you're gonna have to tell me to shut up when the time comes. But and um, it was, it's the, it's a similar thing with TikTok in general. Mm-hmm. I remember the last time I went to VidCon when it was in London. Um, it was very much it had moved from being a YouTube event to very much a TikTok event. It had kind of evolved over a few years, and the big difference I noticed between TikTok VidCon and YouTube VidCon is at TikTok VidCon there was nobody queuing up to do the meet and greets because people don't actually know the name of the people they're watching on TikTok. They mm-hmm. don't follow them they don't know their names it's just like right that gave me 10 seconds of enjoyment swipe up it might loop back around again in the algorithm but sometimes people just fall off completely if you swiped a couple of their tiktoks you might never see them again and there's no way of finding them because you never knew their name so i'm kind of at the opposite end of content from that i'm doing the long form it's all about long form relationship building trying to get those people to come back every day make them part Mm. of the club and um yeah, the it, it, I'm fi- I'm finding as I continue to experiment, you can't really do both because yeah. the people over here hate what's over here and vice versa. I think that's you, you've hit the nail on the head, really, because I'm sort of in that position as well. And, and looking at you, so I know we've, we've joked on about you know we are of a, of a similar age and a similar sort of like so we are pr- prob- probably predispositioned to watch similar styles of content. Like I'm like you, I'm long form. Like I remember mm. when when podcasts first came out. I was sitting listening to two hour podcasts and everyone's going, it's 40 minutes, 40 minute podcasts and nothing. I'm like two hours. I want to learn about the people I'm, I'm this being mm. interviewed. I want to learn something from this. It was really quite, interesting. Quite apart from else, a 40 minute podcast is useless. Cause if you put that on in the gym, you have to yeah. find another one before you leave. It's absolutely useless. What use yeah. is that to anybody? Exactly. And it's like, Oh, but it's all we bite sized chunks. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You're getting nothing. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm like yourself, like, like that long form, really interesting though. When you mentioned there about, people would just listen to the YouTube videos and that you'd have to be more descriptive. I genuinely never considered that before. And that's like sort of had a little sort of gestalt moment in my head for a second. Now I'm like, Oh God, of course. Why have I not thought of that? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I would love to claim credit for thinking of it myself, but it just, it came from the the Twitch chat and the YouTube mm. comments. Occasionally you would get Twitch is quite good because it lets you know when people are just listening and um, you get, you get an icon next to them. But um yeah, occasionally there'd be people going. Kev, just could you give us a quick update on uh, 
where we are in the league, maybe, because I've, I've been driving for the last two hours listening to this stream. And uh, I don't, I'm not even sure if you've played any matches because you're not talking <laughs> about it at all. And it just kind of focuses you back in on, oh, yeah, I suppose I should mention it occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for anyone who's trying to listen to my stream while we're driving. They'll they'd, they'd never really hear football manager chat, to be honest. They'll be like, "Why is he talking about monkeys again?" Like, you know, it's just like I'm doing some sort of animal top trumps or something. Um, but um, but it's interesting though because you say they're listening to YouTube. I'm I'm almost the opposite. Like, I'll I very rarely have my my phone on uh, with the volume on, so I now sit and just preview with the the subtitles going through yeah so i'll watch it there and i'll be like, all right you know what okay that's that's got me involved and i'll just spin it around and i'll watch it but again with the subtitles on so i'm engaged in that sense and then i'm really involved okay now you get volume like mm. i go that way so um but comparing that to something like a TikTok, which again i've I've, I've, I've dipped my toe i've dipped my toe tentatively in it and went oh <laughs> this is what this is weird and scary um yeah. i'm i'm holding out and i'm I'm glad now they're doing longer videos because I can't get my point across in a minute, as you've already worked out with these questions. <laughs> like, I need that longer. Give me 10 minute videos. Give me, give me three hours and then you can work out whether there was a point to it. That's what I want. Absolutely. Works for me. It's interesting you say about the subtitles thing though. That is, that that's something I've kind of learn over the last year so so when i do do the one-off videos i do now make a point of subtitling the first 30 seconds or a minute or so because mm -hmm. when you are scrolling it's the autoplay on youtube yeah. and the, one of my one of my issues over the years has been not consuming enough content of the style that i'm making so i don't really watch twitch i don't watch a huge amount of youtube and this whole autoplay thing had kind of passed me by and um so again someone mentioned that and it's like oh god yeah that, that i tried it out that is a very good point if you just watch the starts of my videos it's literally just a guy in a suit in this room and i'm i'm there's not even football manager on the screen for the first 30 seconds mm. of my videos it is me in a suit in this room and that is probably not the most engaging thing for people who are scrolling through on autoplay so i am getting better with the uh the subtitles thing but again if i put subtitles on the intro to a non-lethal legend video oh there'd be riots my my, my mm. comment section would not be able to cope with it i think it's it's interesting isn't it because once you've obviously built that long-term audience and again you, you come at it from how i view content of we're, we're creating a community we're creating a, we're all very similar people where we refer to it without our patrons we refer to it as the squad like you're one of us sort of thing uh even though you know, our listeners you're all part of a squad together a collective and you're right once you've built that trust and that familiarity then when you start to deviate ever so slightly there will be sections of the of the audience going we're doing we're doing this TikTok mm. nonsense for short of the intro music's different i'm not sure i like that because i don't really think i like change and that that thumbnail the font I, you know what i'm not a fan of that font now and it's like so it's great in a sense that you're getting that instant feedback but it's also really is that we're going to pick fun i mean bats? i tell you one of, one of my biggest challenges that i have every year is trying to get people to stick around when non-lethal legend is finished there mm. is such a huge proportion of my audience who turn up every year without fail and they'll watch every episode of non-lethal legend and it does not matter what the next series is it'll be like yeah see you see you for the next non see you for the next game kev i'm <laughs> off now to just try the next thing please just try the next thing you might like it but no, they're here for that one series every year and then they're off. And I, they, they always come back. So I, I guess I don't need to worry too much. But it, uh, it, I, I could do the most incredible football manager series anyone has ever done. But if I started it in, 
in June, I'm getting a quarter of the views that I would get if I just called it non-league to legend and did it later in the year. It's um and like you say, it's just I've trained them that they get non-league to legend every year and then they get something different every summer. And it's not the same. I need what I need to do is come up with a name for the summer series and use the consistent name and then do whatever I want within it. And yeah. see if they notice. They just want I mean, the name. I mean that that must be the concern though, because obviously with this being your job, that's literally money walking out the door mm. isn't it and you're sat going right okay non-league to legend pays for x amount of of bills or or whatever and then once that's done you're sort of going oh right where's that right okay that the, that that bill's coming in now hang on right you lot right you all left right come back because <laughs> where have you gone like i mean that must be terrifying surely yeah it's um i mean i guess because it because the process of going full time and it becoming the thing that pays the bills kind of creeps up on you relatively slowly mm. you kind of or certainly i kind of got used to the the arc of the year before i was relying on it so mm -hmm. when i first went full time i did it just as we were about to hit the big part of the year and knew that i'd have to make that money last the rest of the rest of the year i mean i've said multiple times if uh, if i spent everything that i earned in the launch of the game i would not be able to pay the bills between may and september i do not earn enough money actual income coming in that month between may and september to cover my bills that i've got going out so it kind of kind of have to be quite disciplined and it kind of just goes into the business account and i just pay myself a salary the same way every month so you have this this uh it, it all becomes a little bit more theoretical and abstract i see the number on the youtube dashboard of what i've earned in november and it's like what's oh, a it's a, it's a nice large number isn't it and then it doesn't relate at all to how much i'm paying myself uh so you kind of have to separate yourself from stuff like view counts and the money because and just i just pay myself a normal salary like a normal person and if there's some left over at the end of the year we'll book a holiday <laughs> that's that's basically how it works yeah may to september's a long time as well and that's oh, not like a couple of is. weeks like it feels very similar to to when to when we were we would plan edinburgh fringe like as comedians we'd sort of like sort of spend all that time like looking at the sort of december's where you make all your, your christmas money which is is horrible it's like you know you, you you have to earn that sort of cash january's a bit quieter you, you're leading up to the fact you're gonna end up spending all this money in edinburgh and then you're going oh actually i should probably try and earn some money in in august as well while i'm up there having spent four thousand pounds and then see so like scrambling around for gigs going like Oh, can I get to Newcastle? Can I get to Leeds and back? <laughs> like you sort of <laughs> Glasgow's not too far. Aberdeen's not that far, really. And it's like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> how, how have I ended up in this situation for the seventh year running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the stuff. It's the the less glamorous side of of working for yourself and uh, being at the whim of whether other people are enjoying what you're doing or not. Because that's the bit. bad thing. It's you, you can do you can make the trip to Aberdeen, but it's. Uh, it's kind of out of your control whether anyone's going to turn up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's mad. It's not for the faint hearted doing this. That's for sure. It's not, but then it seems to be, and I know we're one of the smaller games in the, in the, in the online space, but it still seems to be popular for people trying it. I mean, obviously mm. pandemic opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people and 
they had nothing else to do and nowhere else to go. So, you know, people started making YouTube and Twitch and podcasts and, um, you know, the, the, the creator space got, got more populated then. And I mean, one of the best things that I took away from that experience was watching yourself and Ben do a creators clinic on new creators to essentially mm. to help them really because when i even when i was starting like i did i didn't know how to make it like despite the fact i used to be a, a media production lecturer right i left before youtube was the thing i was very much like it's all gonna be fine it's gonna be vimeo it's gonna look lovely like and then it turns out vimeo is not a thing and youtube <laughs> became very very popular and um, i backed the wrong horse there um and then like, I never, so I never learned how to shoot and edit for YouTube. I had this big eight year gap between leaving education and, and starting like podcasting and, and YouTube stuff. So I was looking around going like, I'm watching your videos, I'm watching Jack's, I'm watching Ben's, I was watching Loki's and I was like, I think I get what they're doing, but at the same time, I don't get what they're doing. Mm. Like, and there's no place to go to learn how to do Football oh, manager videos. As, as, again, YouTube as an videos. old guy, the yeah. worst thing for me was there was no book. I no. could go and read a book on it. <laughs> it's still not a book. I, you have to go, I've got to go and watch young people explain it to me because they're the only ones who know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm still, even now, looking at, like, and I'm seeing, like, people doing some amazing stuff, like newer creators, younger creators, like, the, the, the production values are, like, through the roof on some of them. Mm. And again, even as an editor, I'm looking going, how have they done that? Like, I can't even work that. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not learning how to do that. Motion graphics is not my thing, thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but watching you and Ben dissect people's YouTube channels and give like really insightful critiques, like that at that time when I was very new at it. Oh, that was that was so useful. It's because and and that was just the stuff we'd kind of figured out for ourselves mm. as well. It was like like we say there there wasn't especially back then i mean i talk about like it was so long ago i started my channel in 2015 it's not that long ago surely but <laughs> yeah. um, it, talking about backing the wrong horse i spent five years focused on podcasts i didn't think this video thing would take off so oh, yeah. you know uh, <laughs> I was, so i was a, little, a few dead podcasts as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was a little late to youtube but um yeah it it was there was a lot of a lot of trial and error and i mean Ben, it, Ben's bit one of his, one of his early claims to fame. I guess he'd, I guess he'd mentioned the streamer showdown now. But early on, his big thing was, I think he was the first guy who turned a camera on in a football manager mm. video. Until then, it hadn't occurred to anybody to turn a camera on and actually be in the videos. And so he he got, he obviously brought that to the table. But um, even things like working out what microphones to use, how to set up mm. a microphone, lighting, you would have no. I mean, the amount of trial and error, the amount of lights I've bought and the trial and error I went through because there wasn't really any guides out there at the time mm -hmm. on how to properly light uh, a studio, an office. Even now, I look at some people's setups and I'm very jealous of the... And I think I've I've kind of made my peace with the fact my room is too small to do it. But mm -hmm. when you get the people who are really well lit and have the really dark, cool room behind them, it looks so cool. It's not possible in this room because if, <laughs> if you can see me, I mean, I can touch the back wall. I'm basically in a cupboard. So mm. there's no way to do it in here. But I spent so long trying to figure out how to get that look going. And yeah, it was it was all very much trial and error. You can kind of, if you look through the history of my channel, Jack's channel, Ben's channel, 
um that american guy came along a few years later oh yeah yeah it stole all our ideas just piggybacked <laughs> along but um if you look through our channel you can see the evolution of the thumbnails the evolution of how we do our titles um mm. you can see branded series names start to emerge non legion was first um, but park to prem glory hunter they, you know we we all realized we needed to become marketing people almost and yeah. yeah there was so much trial and error figuring it out stuff that worked didn't work and yeah we kind of decided i think we'd got to the point where so many people were asking questions mm -hmm. that it was like well let's just answer them all in one go do it all in one go and even now i've i mean the best piece of advice that i give to a new creator now is always don't ask me until you've done 100 videos because if you ask me during your first 100 videos i can tell you without watching what the feedback will be it'll be you need to talk more confidently and clearly lose some of the ums and erms you need better lighting a better microphone and a better camera and that's useless feedback <laughs> <laughs> that's, that yeah. that's the stuff you can figure out for yourself so do 100 videos make sure you get better in each one of them and then when you've done 100 then ask for some feedback and then i can give you the more useful like targeted specific feedback to you because by then you've either fixed the obvious stuff or there's no hope for you yeah, yeah. hundred videos. I was just very quickly scrolling back through through our DMs and just checking if I had sent that message to you in the first video. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a, my favourite one is the one I should probably dig it out one day and uh, and tweet a picture of it. The one I got from Tom FM just before he started out. Oh, That's my favourite yeah. one. I, I think the day he passes me with for subscribers, which will happen this year, I imagine. Um, I think I might just be like, I oh, just don't remember who created you, young man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget where you came from <laughs> and and i guess you're right like it is that like looking back at it now it, it does make complete sense you're right like just just learn on the job you gotta do you gotta do you gotta do you gotta do but what i think people maybe don't consider and as you've you've already mentioned it's not just about turning a camera on playing a bit of football manager and then topping and tailing it and that's it mm. It's everything. You are a, you've got to be a one person band. Same with with comedy. Like you you got to create your own posters. You got to design your own website. You got to market yourself in a correct way. You got to get your bio right. You got your social media presence on there. Moving this into to content creation, you got to start designing thumbnails. You got to think about SEO. You got to think about titles. You got to, again, you know, is your social media? You're going to do it on on YouTube. You're going to do it on TikTok. You do Twitch and all these things. And it's so much to learn so mm. quickly with no guides and you've got that as your initial entrance exam before you get any good at it oh yeah absolutely and the uh, this always comes across as my gatekeeper bit but it's so much harder now as well than when i did it yeah. when i did my first video i was i had a eight-year-old macbook air on an upturned cardboard box in my garage and a 20 pound logitech headset and no camera and that was fine that was enough that was pretty much the standard cameras hadn't come in yet and i i gradually was able to kind of keep pace with changes as they were happening so when cameras came in i'd made just enough money to be able to buy a little panasonic camcorder and mm. could use that but now if you were to put content out like that it isn't 
gonna. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's it's harsh to say, but you don't stand a chance. You the kind of minimum now is decent microphone, decent camera, decent lighting, decent thumbnails. Even there's so many of us now who've got actual proper thumbnail designers. The days of just being able to slap it into Canva uh, are long gone. I had two a good two years of just slapping it into Canva, and it was fine. Mm. And it ain't fine anymore. And uh, yeah, so not only i mean and that and that kind of was the the advantage that i had because i was able to figure it out as i went along whereas now you almost have to have it figured out before you start and that seems impossibly difficult mm. and that's why the ones that are breaking through now are the ones that are similar to in all forms of entertainment it's the genuinely talented lot now who are start who are the ones who are making it and that's the bit that you need now that there's no way you can go and learn you actually have to have the genuine talent for it. I'm very lucky. Didn't need it when I was coming through. <laughs> I, I was I was able to kind of build the Lelujo character over time. If you go back and watch my first videos, I'm very, very wooden and stilted. Mm -hmm. And even my accent is different because I've really toned down the Fenland accent that I had mm -hmm. when I first started because in order to make it in this kind of thing, you kind of have to have that neutral accent that everybody can understand. So yeah. everything about what I do now is completely different, but I was able to do it as the channel was growing. Whereas now the channel doesn't start growing until you've done all that stuff. And it must be so disheartening. I went from first video to full time in two years. Mm. And you, I, I think, again, unless you are exceptionally talented, that time frame probably isn't realistic anymore because you've got a you're not going to be growing while you're doing the learning that it's and, and then and then you get the extra difficulties of well then how do you pay for the gear because yeah. I, could, I i paid for the gear with the money i was making but now if you already need a good microphone a good camera and good lighting and a good pc that's like three grand, cheap, four grand is it? before you mm -hmm. start and even then, you don't know if you're going to be any good at it. And I promise, it's not meant to be gatekeeper By all means, give it a try, kids. But yeah. um, it's you got to you've got to be fairly confident that you're going to enjoy it and be quite good at it. Before well, this you get going and 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 a hundred percent on that. Like we there has we we we've all seen you know newer creators, and I, I still class myself as a newer creator. I'm only a couple of years in, so I'm still brand new out of the box as well. Like. You see people with the the all the gear crowd, and you like sort of going like you've made two videos, like but your setup is clearly incredible, like really great microphones, DSLR cameras, lighting rigs, and I'm like, you the might one that made me like really three go, weeks or what? something. When I when I saw Josh Peach's first video, oh, yeah. years ago, <laughs> I was like, seriously, what is the point? Because mm. that guy, it's a TV studio, that, isn't it? That guy's <laughs> production quality is better than mine, and I've been mm -hmm. full time for five years, and he's just come out with his first video, and it's like, well, I need an editor then, don't I? <laughs> and that was pretty much the process. I mean, we we see it in in podcasts as well, like even like this sort of style of of, of recording now, like you know, remotely. You you look on most podcasts now on YouTube, they're in a studio together. Mm. Like this is going to die out pretty quickly, and. We're quite worried because we don't live in the same cities. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, the podcast I do. What there's, there's what I'm over near Leicester. One of us is in Peterborough. One's up in Bolton. There's mm. no way we can meet up once a week. We've had those conversations because our podcast has been going like ten mm. or twelve years now. Um, but there, yeah, if it gets to the point where we have to do it all in one place, 
it's not gonna happen <laughs> but but, but and it's but it's the raising of expectations isn't it people just yeah. assume that's the norm now as you say videos now have to have this this great looking thumbnail they have to have this certain title that the camera has to look a certain way like i'm we were quite fortunate when we were redesigning the house we've done a lot of work during the course of the year um i went from upstairs in what would have been my our, our youngest bedroom we're now in down in what used to be our kitchen we've ripped all this out and this has now become my office and i know yourself like i think you were working out the garage weren't you, you yeah my, the like, garage year, and... for years i was in the garage and i never did a garage conversion mm. it was very much a case of that was your space and that's uh, yeah, where you're going to be i hung some curtains behind the garage door <laughs> yeah. to try and keep the cold out and put some <laughs> office carpet tile squares on the floor so i could roll my chair around without getting it full of concrete dust but yeah, yeah i was i was out there for for years even now um i'm in a very very sweet the fact that the the builder was able to refer to this as a fourth bedroom i think mm -hmm. there's very much an argument that it's absolutely not and it is in fact a cupboard but yeah. it is people get quite because i've got the nice snazzy camera with a nice depth of field you don't necessarily notice how small it is but i can touch that back wall from sat at my desk i'm amazed we had a kitchen in here genuinely when they ripped it out i was like where's the how does we fit a kitchen in here this is ridiculous like but i know estate agents will say if you can get a bed in it it's a bedroom and it's like yeah but what about a person I mean, yeah, in the bed the bed's going to be on its end yeah. <laughs> there's no way you're getting a bed in that is usable i don't know if that's the right criteria <laughs> oh i know absolutely but but so and of course that then leads into to obviously the, the, this explosion of course of, of people getting um involved and like i think what we're talking about just before we started rolling on like you got into it a great time you know no one else is doing stuff yes you had to make your own blueprint you know so but i get that's maybe something that people have got now yes it's hard again to but hey the blueprint is there to follow you also came into it similar to again our stories are relatively similar i came into comedy whilst being a, a college lecturer right mm. so going full-time as a comedian my threshold for going full-time was higher than someone who was maybe 20 had just come oh, out of university man. and had no like they weren't really paying bills maybe they were flat sharing a rent or something their their job wasn't particularly well paid like my threshold for going full time as a comic with, you know, a wife and you know, a decent paid job was was so much higher. So that even that ability level didn't matter. Mm. All those other risks of going full time are there, and you you were the same, weren't you? You you're educated. Yeah, well. yeah, I was a teacher. Um, head of faculty in my school so not mm. like uh so not again like yeah. the, not not like the, not like the little guy teacher big boy teacher mm. um i i kind of almost fell into being full-time accidentally hello everyone just a very quick one while this episode's on to talk to you about patreon now say for example you're listening or watching this show and thinking hey i could do with an extra little bit more fm show in my life well good news for you my friends because from as little as three pounds a month you can support the podcast via patreon and in return we will give you an extra exclusive episode every single monday that's right an extra exclusive episode every single monday via patreon it might be a fm chat it might be me talking to someone else in the fm space maybe a larger wider community who knows plus you're also going to get early access to the weekly free public episodes and there will always be a free weekly public episode by the way so don't worry about that if you can't afford to support via patreon there will always be free 
content. And if you can't afford to support Patreon, then please do consider subscribing to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Like the video if you're enjoying it. Leave some comments on YouTube. Follow us on all the social media. Come and join the Discord. Come and hang out with us over there. Join the community. Be part of what we're trying to grow here because obviously the more we interact with you, the more we can start to really focus the content on what it is you actually want us to start producing. So if you're interested in some bonus stuff, come and visit us, patreon.com forward slash the FM show pod or alternatively, or at the very least, consider subscribing to all the channels and all the social medias. Drop us a like, leave us a comment. Back to the episode. Um... I, I kind of almost fell into being full-time accidentally mm. um, it, it because I needed to have six months off of work regardless. Mm. I needed to be at home. My son was uh, refusing to go to school. He's autistic. He was really, really struggling. Mm. Um, so I needed to be at home to help support the process of getting him back into school. So we kind of had got to the point where, okay, I am going to leave teaching at the end of this academic year. I teach uh, uh, in-demand subject. I'm a computer science teacher, so mm. I could I could have a job lined up for this Monday if if I decided I wanted one. It's not a difficult job for me to go and get. There's a massive shortage of people who can do what I do or did. Um, so I knew it was something that I could step away from and then relatively easily get back into. So rather than deciding I was going to go full-time, we never really made the decision that I was going mm. full-time <laughs> on YouTube. It was very much a case of, Right, I'm leaving at the end of this academic year. I handed in my notice in the February. So I had six months lead in to when I was going to stop teaching. Mm. And uh, we had a bit of money saved up anyway. We had a little bit of a cushion. And we just basically spent six months. I really doubled down on the content creation. And uh, during that last six months of teaching, I was doing a daily football manager video, a daily vlog, and I was streaming on Twitch until the school made me stop because mm. I wasn't allowed to stream on Twitch anymore. Um, mm. But I was I was really, really going for it. And then um, we got to July when I left and obviously still paid for six more weeks. The benefits of being a teacher yeah. didn't stop getting paid until the mm. end of August. So I effectively went full-time in July, but with the cushion. But then my first month as a full-time content creator, that's September 2017, I earned less than £200. Mm. And uh, it was like, well, this is obviously not sustainable. I am yeah. obviously going to be going back to school in January. But then, of course, as we were talking about before, the that year's football manager came out. I guess it would have been FM18. That yeah. came out and just exploded. Uh, Non-need to legend, picked up loads and loads of views. And it got to January and we were like, We've done quite well on that launch. Mm. I think we can make it to Easter. And so mm. then it was a case of, well, I'm not going to apply for a new job yet. Let's see if I can get to Easter. And then let's see if I can make it to the end of that academic year. And it wasn't until I was sort of two or three years in that we sat and actually had the conversation of, so I guess I'm not going back to teaching. Mm. <laughs> I guess this is what I do now. Because he's been back at school two years. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just sitting in the garage every day playing computer games. So I suppose this is what I do now. It's great, isn't it? That that little that it's almost that short termism, isn't it? And I guess yeah. I don't know whether it's a whether it's a trait with, with people of our our age or whatever as compared to, to younger people, but we see people now coming into this space going like, Oh, I want to be a full time creator. You're like, oh great, great. 
you're good. We we all we all do, but but you might need a little bit more than I want to be this. Like, because I want to be an astronaut, but hey, you know what? It's going to take time, and I need to get over my fear of heights. But you know, like we'll get there eventually. But it was the same for us. Like we we had a bit of a buffer with 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 redundancy, uh, and I was like, right, well, now's the opportunity to go full time. But it was just that that pressure when you know you've got bills to pay. It's just it just gets at you and gets at you and gets at you. And like I felt that. As a performer, trying to link this to obviously what, what what you do, Kev. As a performer, I felt like I wasn't able to take as many risks. I felt like I had to play gigs a little bit safer. I had to be like, right, okay, I know I could talk about X, Y, and Z, but maybe I'll just talk about this and get myself rebooked back again, like because I don't <laughs> want to go in and like risk doing a seven out of ten gig when I know I can go and do a nine or a ten and get booked back in again. It might not be doing what I'm wanting to do, but hey we've got bills to pay. Like, has there ever been a moment where you, in terms of how you make your, your content where you went, I would love to do this as a save, but you know what? If I do that, I'm doing this with a third of my yeah, audience. I mean, it is, it is a thought process that happens at the start of every save, to be honest. Mm. I mean, there's, there's a reason when the new game comes out and everyone does their beta save, they always pick a big club because if you don't, it gets buried. There was one year fairly early on. I did my beta save with Monaco and I might as well have not bothered because nobody cared. Um, so I learned very quickly that it had to be big clubs. And um, yeah, for a long, long time, I was very much led by what do I think is going to get views? And I've killed saves really quickly if they weren't getting views. I did a save in Mexico a few years ago where the Mexican league is a weird one. And yeah. we basically won the league four episodes in, but hadn't won, won the league. We'd just won the league. Mm. You then have to win the league again. And then once you've won the league twice, you've got the chance to win the league. It, yeah. Mind blowing how Mexico <laughs> works. But because I was clearly confused about what was going on, but at the same time, we'd won really early. People just lost interest really, really quickly. I think we got like 15 episodes in and I was like, right, well, can't even afford to finish this season. So I'm going to finish the season on a live stream. And then we're starting a new season. It's a new save tomorrow because this one's clearly not working. So I've binned projects off really, really quickly. Um, it's something I'm trying to do less of. Um, I've had a couple of a couple of saves for me in the last few years mm -hmm. that I knew weren't going to get as many views. But there's that time of year when not many people are watching anyway. The hardcore are kind of they'll watch me buttering toast in the morning. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the save is. I'll, I'll give them, give them any old trash. So we did, uh, we did a save last year with Tor in mm -hmm. France, who is a team I got sacked by in one of the early non-leader legends. And it was an unjust sacking. Basically mm -hmm. I arrived just at the end of the transfer window. All the goalkeepers were injured. I couldn't sign a new one. We got relegated and then I got sacked even though we'd spent the second half of this, my entire time there, I'd had no goalkeepers, yeah. um, which seemed harsh to be sacked off yeah. the back of that. So I wanted to go back and fix that problem. So I did that save, knowing full well that a six-tier save in France that starts in June wasn't going to be popular. Uh, mm. But it was like, well, it doesn't really matter because of the time of the year, so I'm just going to do it anyway. So I did it anyway. We did the same last year. I brought back my Creator Club home, mm -hmm. and we actually did a save that split between YouTube and Twitch because I wanted to just maybe not work quite so hard for a few <laughs> months. So I started recording my YouTube videos on my Twitch streams in the evening and basically had three months this summer just gone where I didn't have to work during the day. I did my 
three or four hours in the evening and that was my youtube videos and my twitch streams and then that that was it and i kind of mm. got a little bit of a break which is the first break a proper break i'd really had since i started so i can i've got myself in a position now where, where i can afford to do that a little bit more it's not disastrous if i have a few months where views are a little bit lower um but it certainly in the first five years i couldn't have done that because i needed every single penny that came in and because of that yeah you would i would do the saves that i knew were going to work and if they didn't work i'd bin them off pronto um yeah. even even streaming i for a long time i didn't enjoy streaming at all it's mm. i would say it's only in the last two years mm-hmm. that i've really found my rhythm streaming and now really enjoy it um but for years i was literally streaming because i had a sponsor and i needed the money they were giving me to pay the bills so i just kept going even though i didn't really like it that's a really good point i'm going to come back to the point that i was going to make actually but this is a better point actually talking about you as a as a streamer like because i've like I, you're right I, there is a difference because there has to be a difference doesn't there between how you are on streaming and how you are mm. in, in youtube and it's funny you mentioned that you don't like streaming because now now i can not not that i can see it but you know i'm like obviously you're a youtuber first and foremost and then got into streaming it's just so much easier to have everything compacted down mm. into 20 minute segments i'm completely opposite i hate the idea of youtube because <laughs> i go well you haven't got all the context of where we <laughs> how we've got to here so yeah. my youtube videos would be like four hours long I'm like, well what happened here right so we did this we did this and that's episode one that's a setup episode two right to say if you're watching episode one this has happened this is- <laughs> <laughs> and i'm doing myself out of views <laughs> fantastic whereas on on the stream it's fine i don't mind wasting all that time mm that way and uh and going all right yeah it'll be fine you know blah 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 have we played a game yet tony not yet no <laughs> we'll get, we'll get there. yeah i mean i literally got to the point where i do completely different kinds of content on youtube mm. to what i do on twitch so on twitch on youtube it is very much telling the, really focusing on telling the story of the save mm. and trying to like make coherent 20 minute episodes that follow on episodically and you have to watch the whole thing and the story thread is strong throughout the whole thing and that's what I always have done. And I still find that the easiest thing to do. Mm. Um, and for a long time, I kind of tried to do that with Twitch as well. Uh, but I just didn't have the concentration span mm-hmm. to keep all those threads in my head for three hours. Uh, and it just, it didn't work. So now my streams are just bonkers. Yeah. They're just, they are just mm-hmm absolutely bonkers my poor old editor chris who has to take three hours of absolute lunacy and turn that into 20 minute youtube videos every day and he turns it around overnight and he has young kids i i don't know how he does it but yeah the fact that we get a highlights video out at 10 o'clock every morning there is no you could give me a week and i couldn't compress those three hours down into 20 minute mm. videos and he does it every day which is mad um but yeah it and you get people it because i obviously i see the comments on the main channel on the second channel the second channel is just the twitch highlights mm. and people are like these this is a different guy i swear this is a different guy these <laughs> <laughs> the content is so wildly different and it's just because i made the decision a few years ago to just which is just where I go and have fun. I just go yeah. and play. I work on YouTube and I play on Twitch and I just 
talk about whatever I feel like talking about. We did a good hour last night where behind all these football shirts, there's a map of the UK mm-hmm. and we literally stuck these little sticky notes on it that are color coded depending on what you call a bread roll. Oh. And we built a picture of the UK and uh, we didn't touch football. We didn't have enough football notes on the screen for an hour. Mm. And um, obviously I couldn't do that on YouTube, but I can do it on Twitch because people expect absolute nonsense now. And just gonna uh, just gonna refer to a, a notepad that I've got from uh, the other night. Uh, and apologies for everyone at this point, but this is a bit uh, a bit too sort of behind the curtain here. So when when you raided the other night, Kev, into my stream, uh, you you and your crowd turned up at the exact moment we were plotting the uh, FM Content Creators Wrestling uh, Federations. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll share that list with you as to who's who, but uh, congratulations on your title. Um, so. Ah, marvelous! I mean, yeah. I've got I've got one behind me, so you know I've I've already got the equipment, so that saves some setup costs. Figured you had enough. You knew how to wear a belt. We just put it on you <laughs> early doors. Uh, we're waiting for Tom FM's heel turn because that's going to be amazing. Um, so. I mean, I've, I've seen him get close to the edge occasionally. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon if I can get if I can convince him to come to TwitchCon again this year, I think I can push him over the edge and force the heel turn. And it's going to be amazing, right? In that case, let's book it. We're going to sort it. Um, <laughs> but the bit, the bit I was going to mention before you mentioned that really, really interesting point was: has there been a save? Therefore, going back to this whole idea of having to do saves for viewers, has there been a save that you've done, hated, but it's just because? And you're going, I am literally doing this because if I risk anything else, it's not worth the risk. I don't think I've ever, no, I don't, I, don't, I no, mean, I love good. Football Manager too much. I mean, people mm. always say, how do you play it every day? Do you get bored? And I, I just don't. I love it. This, mm-hmm. is, this is, I used to, I used to do this when I was supposed to be doing a real job. I would play Football Manager all day, every day. Mm. At least now I'm not skiving off work. This is my work now, but I just, I just love playing Football Manager. I've played it pretty much every day <coughs> forever. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's saves I won't do because I know I won't enjoy them. Yep. Like people often tell me to go and manage in, I mean, the big one this year is go manage in Japan. Mm. And I just don't think I could ever learn who the players were. And if I can't build the relationship, with, I'd have to give them all nicknames. And it just, it would immediately just be, I mean, it's theoretically in Japan, but he's got Gary and Mick up front because he's given them <laughs> nicknames so he can remember who's who. And uh, without building the stories around the players, it just, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. I've got to have that story bubbling away as well. Um, mm. So I did a save in Belarus like three or four years ago, and it was the same mm. thing. A lot of the names were very, very similar. I got two seasons in and I was like, I still couldn't tell you from memory what my starting 11 is mm-hmm. um and i don't i'm not enjoying that so that's mm-hmm. that save it, it ended as soon as i realized i wasn't enjoying it i ended it so i didn't keep it going despite not enjoying it but yeah there's been there are types of save that i know i won't like i know i'm probably not going to go back to mexico i know mm-hmm. i'm probably not going to go back to the mls i know i should probably never bother trying brazil or argentina because they look mm-hmm. absurdly complicated um uh, but yeah i uh i don't force myself to do stuff i wouldn't enjoy um no. I, I think that's that's probably the, the best way to do it isn't it and i know like again i've seen sort of newer people above again myself like sort of looking at stuff going like right i want to do this and i'm not in a position where like if i do mls it's going to hurt me a massive amount like it'll hurt me a bit but it's not going to hurt me anywhere near it'll hurt yourself doing mls but i've had like sort of my 
audience trying to go, hey, Tony, you know what's, you know what's really, really fun or will be fun watching you cry on is the second division in Brazil. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're not doing that because that's horrible. Right? Yeah. We're, not, we're just not having it at all. Yes, it'll be fun, but in the same way that an 80-game league season is not fun, we aren't doing it. And I think right? a lot of the time they, they like the idea of the initial gag. They but think they the initial, like the initial thing will be funny. Okay, <laughs> well, let's... Let's see who's laughing at the end of a month of this, where I'm going to make <laughs> yeah. you watch for three hours a day for a month, yeah. and then we'll see how much you're laughing then, funny guy, because none of us are going to enjoy it at no. any point. No, and then we're and all going to have to agree that I was right in the end, and no yeah, one wants that, does Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a lesson I had to learn relatively early on, was the, 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 the view of very rarely knows what they actually want mm. <laughs> that what they think they want they don't want the pentagon challenge is always the big example that i bring up people love the idea of a pentagon until you realize it's a lot of grinding your way to that first trophy mm -hmm. um and but then once you've won it you've already won one of the big trophies so the next club you get to you just move to a different continent continent but you get a big job again and you just yeah win the next one and then you go somewhere else and you win the next one. It just becomes, let's pick a new random club and win the Champions League within three years because it's easy now because I've already won several of them. And it just, people lose interest. It's it, That's when non-league legend dies every year. As soon as I win the Champions League for the first time, people are just like, well, there you go. It's I've tried because people stop watching at the end of it. I've tried to keep it going. We're like this year's non-league legend isn't going to end with the Champions League. It's going to end when I decide I'm a legend. Well, everyone decided that when I won the Champions League, they were going to stop watching. So <laughs> who's really in charge of when this series ends? Uh, uh, Kev, it turns out the board reckon you're a legend already. Can we end this season? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we did a little bit of that with when we did British Steel last year. Like we were building up, building up, and the story we had was was great. We had this arc, but there was just moments in it where it just it made no sense as a as a story. Like having to leave Celtic to go to TNS to win something in Wales, and then getting to like we were in with like sort of in the shout of winning a Premier League, we were in the conversation with with, with Spurs. So then leaving to go back to Bambridge in Northern Ireland because we hadn't won the second division in Northern Ireland. And the mad thing Ireland. is as well, leaving to go to TNS. I mean, who wants to watch a save of TNS anyway? Because you're the one mm -hmm. professional team. It literally is just a well, season was, of hit and continue and waiting for it to just happen by itself. Yeah. It was it was it was trophy collecting really. Like we even yeah. we even turned up and we lost the first couple of games because I tried to play like I was like, right, we'll play a proper tactic, it'll be great. And then the chat was just like, just use the one you used at Celtic and it'll just dominate. I was like, it will, but it'll be boring. And we just did it and it was boring. And we won everything. And I was like, yeah. right, can we go somewhere else now, please? And, and oh, that's the problem with those kind of things that people think they want. It's it's like there's always gonna be those kind of the best uh, for me the best saves are always the organic ones the mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do on twitch now is to just start unemployed and see what happens and people would be like so what's the goal of the save just to have a good save that's the goal the goal is to have a good save to enjoy ourselves and so when will it be done when we think we're finished mm -hmm. when we think the story is complete and it it takes a little bit of getting used to for some of them to get their head around the fact that there is no real goal there is no real end point but just as soon as it stops being fun that save's done and we'll do another save and that i've tried to kind kind of train my twitch audience into that now i think they're kind mm -hmm. of on board with it now um but yeah it took a little bit of a little bit of training to be like well, we're not doing a challenge because challenges are often boring mm. and, and as well what, what happens when you get to the end of it and it's like did you complete it tony no 
Oh, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I I did a save in Greece a few years ago where mm -hmm. um, the goal was to, and again, at that point, every save I'd ever done ended with a Champions League win. Mm -hmm. We're trying to win the Champions League from a team in Greece. We did it, but we had to win the Greek League 10 years in a row before before we uh before we did it and actually got to the point where my youtube videos for about the last five seasons of that save we never included a league match it was mm. literally just doing the champions league matches in the youtube videos because the league matches were all like six nil wins seven nil wins yeah. and that's all well and good until you realize you're trying to do daily content and if you get knocked out of the champions league in the group stage you've then got to play through half a season before you can record the next day's episode half a season including the summer transfers because next day you need to be back with the group stage again and uh, yeah it was it was a slog mm. Which is why now I would not set that as the necessary the winning criteria of being in a league like Greece because mm. it's it's bonkers. It is bonkers, and it's one I'm becoming very very familiar with <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Six seasons in, we have won. Well, we won one second division title. Uh, we're sort of we think we're in the mix for the European spots at this point. We're trying to build a nation, and it's going very slow. Um, although we did have a bit of progress, we were the Greece under 19s manager for four matches. We uh, we beat. Iceland 8-0, Italy 1-0, uh, France 3-1, lost 3-2 to Belgium, and then the Greece under-21 job came up. So we've been promoted to nice. the under-21. See, that's so. quite interesting. I don't know if they've changed something in Football Manager, because when I did mine, we thought of putting the, the Builder Nation spin on it, and mm. I applied for the Greek national team job like three times. Bear mm. in mind, at this point, I'd won the league like six years in a row, completely dominant, mm. and uh, they just never gave me the job. They kept giving it to other people. And yeah. so I just couldn't get the Greece manager's job. It was I, I infuriating. Think, I've seen people try and, and do it from the start, but I was like, you know what? Again, let's do it organically. And I've got my eyes on Gus Poirier. When he when he fails in the Euros, <laughs> I'm coming for his job, right? So we'll we'll get moved up uh, into there. Um, you mentioned there about saves that are organic, right? Now, this is obviously where our paths probably first crossed. Um, when I first started streaming, I was hell-bent on a Sunderland save, right? I was like, Sunderland till I cry. This is going to be brilliant. I bought a shirt to unveil on stream. That stream, I was sacked, right? <laughs> We'd been there for six streams, okay? Um, and then what happened next was was quite wonderful. We simulated, well, we, we had an unemployed stream for, for the next one, and I ended up at Peterborough. And I had a blooming lovely time at Peterborough. We built up a, a fantastic does. rapport with the players, and we got ourselves some some uh, some trophies we got to the premier league and it was fantastic back and forth uh with yourself being like oh you know here's rjj here's uh, we, had, we had louis barry come in from villa he was a bit of a cult hero for us we had sammy schmoddock so of course we had uh um uh, Ron, ronnie edwards who we'll talk about in a second and of course the, the the bobby copping award we uh we had where the man was getting tens in training so every time someone got 10 we gave it the big bobbies um but ronnie edwards has now turned up with my grease save as I've signed him for Larissa. Yeah, see, that just, it feels like something, I would just restart the save. There's obviously something broken there. <laughs> Our chairman, from the moment we, we signed him from Barnet when he was like mm -hmm. 17 years old, from the moment he signed, the chair, our chairman has nicknamed him New Stadium. Because yeah. the day we sell him is the day we can finally build our new stadiums. So we'll be able to afford it. He is, he is a Rolls Royce of a player. He is far mm -hmm. too good for League One. And yeah, something, something, ridiculous has gone on there that i am not on board with no I, there, there was anger as well because it was so in previous versions i think i i hadn't signed him at sampdoria i was in sampdoria um on the beta and 
we somehow managed to get to the end of the season and they went, it hasn't worked out, has it? And I was like, no, no, it hasn't. <laughs> um, but then they signed him the following season. Uh, so I was like, oh, maybe maybe he'll go to, to Italy. That'll be great. But he was just sat there like no contract. No one was offering him anything. And I was like, Ronnie, they can't treat you like that. Come on. Remember how I treat you back in the day? Come over here. And he's like, all right, gaffer, I'll do it. So, yeah, we've got our, our Rolls Royce over in Greece now and he's having a great time. I imagine he would. Goodness me. Him and Joe Bellingham. Forming a right partnership there. Nice. Very yeah. snazzy. That's how you build a nation, isn't it? By with players who yeah, signing loads of English players. That sounds like one of my saves. How many English players am I allowed? Right. I'm getting all of them. And they need to try and become Greek immediately so that I can sign some more. That's the thing. I've got them all like locked in a room going, right, none of you can play any international football at all. Right. I've signed you because you're the low the, the level below. Right. So get here's your passports. Right. Okay, you're all Greek now. So it's gonna be great um so yeah so hopefully we'll we'll, we'll see uh where that one um ends up as we go um i suppose really we need to try and work out we've done bits of advice for for, for newer people we've done bits of advice for um people wanting to get in we've talked about differences between youtube and twitch like is there anything you feel like you haven't done because i guess we said at the start you've sort of done everything but is there anything that you'd maybe be like Give me my coaching badges. Give me my. Give, give me. Give me a parking I, space at SI. Or I, I think I think I can talk about this now because it's been so long since it ended up falling through. But just before COVID, mm -hmm. I was going to be doing a branded video with the FA where I was going to go to St George's Park and actually do my coaching badges as a wow. video. Mm -hmm. And um, then COVID happened and it all kind of fell through and they don't return my emails anymore. So I guess it's never going to happen now. Uh, but I was, I was this close to actually having to actually being paid to go and do my coaching badges and have the process filmed and it be on the channel. And it was going to be so cool and curse you COVID. <laughs> and you know what that's that's the real problem with covid isn't it at the end of i know <laughs> i know we found the downside to it goodness me but um yeah every time i think i've done every bonkers thing that i can do to do a football manager a new bonkers thing comes up so last year we had the world record thing mm -hmm. that just kind of came up out of the blue um where i have my beautiful certificate behind me where i have the world record for longest i think what it is longest game marathon i think is what the yeah. actual world record is so, for so let's talk about this then because and i don't know if you know this or not but the record that you broke or the record that i understand you broke was from a few years back at the national football museum is okay. that right yeah um i'm not sure where it was i know i know there was a lot of military people who were part of the team that broke it who were there trying to stop me breaking this one i had to fight off the navy at one point ah, right i've not had to fight the navy now the reason I, <laughs> of course i've mentioned i there there was a previous world record that was at the national football museum for the longest continuous game of football manager okay and i was part of that ah mm, there you go yeah. so so i've so passed the uh you, you've Rob obviously gone <laughs> and uh yeah you, you deserve it I, it was weighing me down kev to be honest that expectation there but let's talk about that then how did that come about because that was uh that was that was with joe wasn't it yeah i mean as with most of the crazy opportunity stuff these days it, was, it started as a an advertising campaign so mm -hmm. um uh, mitchum deodorant contacted joe.co.uk the the news site i guess you would refer to joe as um where they basically wanted to promote their 48 hour deodorant and um brainstorming some ideas and one of them was like well 
what if we were to do a gaming thing, link it into gaming somehow? So they basically trawled through finding a gaming record, which are roughly the right length. Mm. <laughs> and the one for, because the one I've got is longest gaming marathon playing a sports game. Yeah. So it had to be a sports game one and i guess i was cheaper than a fifa guy would have been so they approached me and um i just got the email it was a very weird email because i've done i've been a guest at insomnia gaming festival for years now i always go down there so it was kind of linked it all happened at insomnia so it was lots and lots of different moving parts and different people involved but um got the email come through saying we've had this uh we've had joe approach us about doing a really long gaming marathon at the next insomnia um to promote the deodorant um do you want to do it i'm like no of course i don't of course i don't want to do it <laughs> and um we kind of went back and forth like that for a couple of weeks and and kind of eventually came around to the idea of i mean young kev would like the idea of holding a football manager world record so mm -hmm. i guess the i i mean i am the, the the main motivation for doing it at this point was i want to get in the guinness book of records i was too late to get in last year's one i don't know if i'm going to be in this year's one um but if i get my name in the guinness book of records everyone i know is getting a guinness book of records for christmas a signed one obviously <laughs> obviously obviously um, yeah but yeah it was just it just it, it, i kind of ran out of reasons not to do it i was like well i'm i'm a bit old for sitting down for to, for two and a bit days we'll get you a standing desk all right um i <laughs> damn I, I, uh, next time I mean, <laughs> yeah uh, so i can have a 10 minute break every hour that's nice can i use these in one go for a nap um yeah you can save them yeah but i'm not really gonna have anywhere to nap am i we'll sort you a hotel will you Okay, but I like, but I like um, really nice coffee. We'll get you a coffee, don't I? Yeah, oh, no. I mean, yeah, they, they literally had me a runner whose job was to go and fetch my food and drinks. Everything I came up with, they were, they were like, no, we'll sort that for you. And it just became a, I, I, there's, I don't, I can't say no. There's no, there's no excuse. I've just got to do this now, haven't I? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, then I, I went and did it and it was bonkers. And I lost my mind briefly mm -hmm. on the second night. Um, Brought myself back to life with a turkey sandwich. I guess I had low blood sugar. Turkey mm -hmm. sandwich saved me. And uh, yeah, it was it was a very odd thing. The Probably the weirdest thing about it was being awake for three days, playing football manager, and then them expecting me to go immediately into doing loads of media about it. It's like, <laughs> this is not the time for me to be on the radio or on the TV Come to me tomorrow. But no, here's ITV News. There's BBC Radio. There's the newspaper. You've got interviews. Can I just, you said you promised me when I was done you'd get me a really big pizza and I could go back to the hotel. Yeah, the hey, pizza's on its way. Hey, this fellow who talks for a living's making no sense. Like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was absolutely mad. But um, um, I remember looking at your your prep sheet or as well. You, you were tweeting out your prep going, right, I can eat this type of food. I'm not going to have this because that's going to make me feel heavy. That's going to keep me awake. I'm going to have a bit of that. I, and I, I have like, learned so much about nutrition so as part of yeah. this. I basically had it down to, right, I need 100 calories per hour mm -hmm. um, to keep my brain ticking over. And I need to make sure that it's all relatively high protein yeah. and like slow release carbs stuff so i basically survived on huel um subway um egg 
breakfast sandwiches and ZZ chicken salads. I went through all these different websites. Right, what's at the NEC that can give me anything? I can't have anything unhealthy. What what can I get that's a healthy balance? And how can I put this together? Right, okay. And then, I yeah, I just sent them the sheet and was like, this is what I need and this is when I need it. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to insist you put tape over the Huel. You can't be advertising <laughs> Huel on this. So my non-specific drink. Get that down, me. But um, well, yeah. the bottled food stuffs are available. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so much. I did so much research about nutrition and about sleep deprivation, and kind of went into it knowing what to expect. I gave up coffee for a couple of weeks leading into it because. When I had a cup of coffee, I, I wanted to get to the point where I really needed a cup of coffee. And then when I had it, it was like super coffee. So yeah. I, I got to drink super coffee while I was doing this because I'd been off caffeine for a couple of weeks. And those those couple of, I mean, I only had, I think, three coffees during the whole thing. Um, and they were super coffees. They, uh, they, they sorted me right out when I had to have them. But uh, yeah, it was meticulously planned and went relatively smoothly in the end other than the, the the one bit of miscalculation that i didn't realize in the planning is apparently you need more calories to stay awake than you do to sleep so the whole 100 calories an hour i'd planned it was actually mm. slightly underestimated because i wasn't going to be sleeping and i'd be burning more calories because i was standing up the whole time because yeah. after after like the first 10 or 12 hours my back was killing me so i just stood up for the rest of it and i was just like yeah i'll just stand and so obviously then my ankle was ruined for like a week afterwards because i've been standing up for a day and a half um but yeah that's that's why i started to lose my mind on the second night because i just hadn't quite had enough but i just had the other half of my sandwich that had been put in the fridge from earlier and yeah the turkey sandwich fixed me see, good old people, good old subway turkey sandwiches see people don't think that gaming is a physically exertive sport oh, but I they're know. wrong they're, i know exactly all that all that training <laughs> Training. Lelujo, content creator, YouTuber, athlete. That's what we're past our putting there now. Nutrition specialist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone wants to do a uh, an endurance event, I can give you a few pointers for a very reasonable consultancy fee. So you know where to find me. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then this year's mad thing. Getting back to my list of mad things, it was like I don't know. The game had been out like three or four weeks, and I got an email from Xbox. And it mm -hmm. didn't didn't come through my management, didn't come through football manager, anyone. It was just Xbox and somehow got my email. I still don't know how. Um, asking me to get involved in this um in this thing where Bromley are hiring a football manager guy to uh mm -hmm. work with them. Um uh, so I then I'm going down to Bromley in a couple of weeks to go and film with the guy who won that, mm -hmm. see what he's up to, and I'm now apparently working with Xbox, which is again I, every, like I say, every time I, f I think I've done everything, a new piece of nonsense comes along. And it's like, I, I just I just don't ever say no to anything, really. Even when I try to, as with the world record thing, even when I try to, <laughs> I end up coming around to yes. So I just, most of the time, I don't even bother trying to say no anymore. It's just, if I can't immediately think of a reason not to, yeah, I'm, I'll go do that. Why not? Might, might as well. It'll be fun. And there's part of me, like, I, I'm, I'm on board. Like, I've never realised the stupid opportunities that come off the back of playing this video game. It's it's wild when you try and sit down and work it out and be like, hang on. So this has all come from me playing Football Manager. Like, remember, like, when I was young Tony and young Kev playing 
games and everyone's going, you need to stop playing that video game. You, oh, this is to, my favorite conversation like, to have oh, with my dad. No, I don't. <laughs> the amount of times my dad would tell me to get off that computer. I'm like, oh, play my championship manager. Never, nothing will ever come from that. Oh, won't it, father? <laughs> oh, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Similar similar to yourself there with the uh with the FA and the and the coaching badges. Um well one of the uh I don't know if I don't know, I've, I've told a few people this, but one of the tour shows we did with the stand-up show was at the University of Football Business. Um and again they were sort of like I was like there was a brand new course they were setting up and now they've got it at Wembley and they've got like one at the Etihad at Man City. But the first um the first campus was Turf Moor in Burnley. So we turned up to that, which was essentially the, the like pretty much a student union, really, but it's like in the ground. And uh, I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Then, like, "Oh, well, we, you know, we learn like media business. We learn like how to be an agent. We learn how to be um, sort of getting into the world of football." That, and I was like, "Oh, can we talk after the show?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Again, things that things that you mention but don't tend to go anywhere. But I was like, "Oh, this is ridiculous. We can't be having this conversation, surely." <laughs> Yeah, it's mad. I, I I often find myself pondering what ridiculous thing can happen next, or the other. So I kind of go from one end to the other. What's the next crazy thing that's going to happen, or when are they going to realize? Oh, <laughs> the, the fact they're going to find out ever. Because like, you've you've also done the thing as well, which I guess is kind of the like the peak for everybody. Really, if they're getting into this game, even if you're just playing it on your laptop, on your on your thighs. You want the recognition from the club you're managing, right? Oh, you yeah. want them to know that that you're managing that club, and they respond with "God, gaffer, well done, congratulations!" <laughs> like I had it with with Blythe Spartans; they were very, very kind to me with the stand-up show. I bizarrely ended up in a partnership with Odds Ball Club in Norway, where I was being I had a press conference with the <laughs> with the uh, with their sort of like their staff and norwegian newspapers <laughs> trying to do all that and i was sent a whole bunch of like kit and esports hoodies and everything and that they sent shirts for for the boys for my sons which was amazing all signed by the players we'll try to explain that to the players going he does he does it he does football manager on the internet <laughs> sign that but I mean, you you've had that as well though I've had a few of them. I've had some very, I mean, from relatively low key, but still bonkers. I, I had, when I won the Champions League with Sevilla, their Twitter mm. account was like, well done, Gaffer. It's like, <laughs> you're a La Liga club. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's what's happening here? <laughs> um, but I've gone through the full job interview process with Nuneaton, mm -hmm. um, interview with the chairman. Um, access, uh, their, their director of football at the time was Barry Fry's son. So I still have his phone number. And I accidentally phoned him on stream the other week. Um, Siri, don't do anything now. Siri just rang him up and we let he, he got like a two minute long voicemail message of me just streaming. So sorry, Adam, didn't mean it. Um, but yeah, I had a full interview process with them, contract signing, um, met the like, did a team talk, took training with them. It was mad. Um, I've been booed out of the changing rooms at Kings Lynn because by oh, the dear. time I got to go and meet them, I was two seasons in and got rid of them all and replaced <laughs> them with better players. So I, I walked in and they just all booed me. And I was like, sorry, lads. I mean, we're in, we're in League Two now. <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? Um, and there's been lots of cool stuff where I've worked with clubs, but the most recent one was um, with Burton Albion, who I'm now managing mm -hmm. um, in non-league to legend, where I got a, got a DM from them on Twitter the other week saying, hey, Kev, we love what you're doing, 
um, would you be interested in being involved in announcing a new signing for us in real life? Oh. <laughs> well, yes, I might be. That I sounds don't. like something I might just be interested in. Yes. And um, they, we ended up having a, a call about it. And they were like, yeah, so this is who we're signing. And I'm like, well, I've got, now I know who yeah. you're signing. Privileged and information. I learned that apparently media with the new signings takes place days before they're announced. I mean, I learned so much through this mm. process. Like, we're doing all the media with him tomorrow. We're going to announce it on Thursday. They ended up announcing their new manager on Thursday. So they didn't do the announcement of the player until Friday. So it's like, mm. so you knew you were signing him on Tuesday and you didn't announce it until Friday. Football's fascinating. And the gaffer's uh, changing. And he yeah, knows as well. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they uh, they said we want to do something kind of football manager related. Um, we obviously like what you're doing. Um, can you do a couple of little 20, 30 second videos for Twitter in the style of your non need to legend videos, but announcing a new player for us? So one way you're like, I think I need a new striker. Let's go and look for one. And then one way you're actually announcing the guy who comes in. And my mm. first instinct is, in only 30 seconds. <laughs> Context. <laughs> Context. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? Only I don't do I, TikTok, um, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. But we... Um, so I, I, di I did the first video. Really, really easy. I just like, okay, so we need to sign a striker. Go to the player search stream. Put in striker. Easy. Oh, we can't... Si this messy guy might be a little bit outside of our price range. That one was easy. The second one, Knowing that it was Joe Hugel from Manchester United they were signing mm -hmm. on loan, trying to find the combination of attributes <laughs> to put into my search that passed the realism test of these are the attributes I would genuinely look for, but would also put him on the shortlist. Mm. I must have spent an hour being like, okay, so if he's got finishing a 15, heading of 14, um, if I put his natural fitness up to 18, it really does narrow it down. This is good. But... <laughs> who's searching for natural fitness i can't include that one in there and the problem that kept coming up that i ended up having to just leave in the video and people on my stream claim they noticed because i told this story on there but i don't think anybody noticed but the, the, we basically narrowed it down to like six or seven players hugo was one of them the other one was miles Lieburn, who is my starting striker in non-league legend and i could not get a combination of attributes that gave me hugill and didn't give me Lieburn. and i was like People are just going to be like, Kev, why did you just ignore the guy you've been using for three seasons to sign Hugo? And oh, that was just me getting far too far inside my own head. Obviously, people were just like, this is really cool. And no one came to me and was like, you should have signed Lieburn. But I spent so long trying to get him off the list because I was convinced it would ruin the whole thing if I... Because I'm so into the realism. If I don't sign the guy who's proven for us, that's, that's madness. I love, I love those combinations. Right, he needs handling of two. He's a striker. Why am I searching handling? Yeah. Like, he can't be any taller than 184. I mean, luckily. Maybe that's too tall. Luckily, Hugo was a big guy who's a good finisher. So we managed to do it. And it. I think I, I managed to get it. So if I set finishing and jumping reach to like 15 mm. he was one of six or seven players who came up and it's like that's fine because most of them are outside of our price range we're going to yeah. pretend Lieburn doesn't exist just not acknowledge he's <laughs> on the list Hugel is there if I do it quickly and be like oh there's a guy from Manchester United maybe he's available on a season-long loan bang straight in yeah. and uh yeah managed to hide all of the the panic that was going on in the background and they loved it and it went down really well i think it the last time i checked between the two videos they'd had over half a million views on twitter so it went bonkers we 
I got the the joy of making the announcement before Fabrizio Romano, and then having Burton tweet to confirm that. It's like, yeah. sorry, <laughs> sorry, Fab, Kev, Kev did beat you to this one, um, and it was just it was just really really cool. It brought in a whole influx of actual Burton fans. So I've now got that really cool situation where I've got loads of fans of the actual club watching mm. me manage their club in the Premier League. And that's awesome. But yeah, again, it's just another example of something absolutely bonkers. It just, it literally came out of nowhere. Three weeks ago, they didn't even follow me on Twitter. I see you, Burton. You say you love what I do. You followed me an hour before you sent that DM. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's mad. Who knows what's going to happen next? It's insane. And that's the beauty of it, isn't it? That that that, that right there, that sentence. Who knows what's going to happen next? Yeah, I mean, no I'm going. I'm going to Rome in a in a couple of months to go and see a Roma game. So I've been managing them. If Tammy Abraham wants to meet for a pizza, you know, I know you're injured at the moment, Tammy. If you oh. want to just have a pizza somewhere in Rome before the match, I'll put it out there in the universe. You are one of my favourite football manager players ever, Tammy. We are very tight. We're both called Kev. You go way come back, on. don't you? Mm. Yeah, come on, Tammy. I've got your shirt now. Let's have a pizza somewhere in Rome. Oh, bye. I will buy you a pizza, Tammy Abraham. I mean, what you've also failed to realise, Kevin, is there's a job going in Roma right now. You might as well go and, go and take the job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know where to find me. That seems to be a thing that's happening more and more. When I went to see Burton, when I first got the Burton job, um, I went to do a match day vlog there and they lost and there was protests after the match as I was leaving about the previous manager and as I was driving home they announced on the radio that he'd been fired <laughs> so <laughs> I, within an hour of me being in the ground they'd fired the manager and with Mourinho the other day mm -hmm. it was I literally booked the tickets to Rome and then mentioned on stream that I was actually going to be going to Rome to go and see a match and then the next morning he got fired and it's like okay there might be something to this. <laughs> Lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, as they say, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, Kev. So it's <laughs> Would you like to manage Roma? Yeah, yeah well, I'll give it a yeah. shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to telecommute. I don't really want to move to Italy, but I'll uh, I'll come over for match days if they can sort me out of a private jet. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. financially, I can't. It's too, it's too unrealistic. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck very much in the in the in the West Midlands at this point. So, you know, we'll get to where we get to. Um, right, Kev, this has been fantastic, which we we knew it would be, and it's always been great to to sit and chat to you. Um, if obviously, first of all, please come back and talk again if we get the uh, the chance to do so. Do. Uh, that'll be your fifth. Yeah, this is number four. Yeah, this is number four. Yeah, I had so. I had the hat trick on the uh, the previous version of this. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, this is number four. The hat trick, the the keys to the toilet. You've now got the parking space. Um, credits for the canteen. You're, you're yeah, you're pretty much on the payroll at this point now. The pay is dreadful, so like I can just. As as with anything in life, I'm not as worried about the pay. The pay. I'm more concerned with making sure I've done it more often than Dr. Benji. So as long as he's less than four, I'm fine. Okay, excellent. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes so we'll make it Kevy, Kevy five times. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <quickly. laughs> um, if by some chance there are people listening who maybe don't know where to find you, uh, and have obviously enjoyed this and figure, you know what, I'm going to go and have a watch this. Where can people find you? Um, you can, I mean, go, looping all the way back around to tips for how to start a YouTube channel. Don't do what I've done, because I'm about to say a word that you don't know how to say or spell. <laughs> um, but if you search for Lelujo, which is a made-up word, and it's spelled L-O-L-L-U-J-O, um, 
then you'll be able to find I'm Lelujo everywhere, even TikTok now. I finally managed to get my uh, my name on TikTok as well after someone camping on it for years, which there's every chance the person camping on it was me from years ago. And I just forgot mm. the password. But yeah, I'm Lelujo everywhere. So just search for search for that. There shouldn't be anyone else called that because it's a stupid made up name and I wish I hadn't have picked it. Mm, uh, well, there you go. Get yourself, get yourself involved. Go and follow uh, Kev. One thing I should have actually said, I should have said this earlier, by the way, and, and it seems weird to say it now we're just starting to wrap up. Um, we have a, a mutual uh, a mutual friend as well. I, I believe uh, Jamie Hutchinson, comedian, has been uh, commenting on quite a lot of your he's, work uh, at the minute. He's, he's, he's uh, been name-dropping me a bit. I think I've never yeah. actually spoken to him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he's a big he, fan. He's a big, big fan. So it seems, yeah. He, you know, if he, if he wants to have me on his podcast... Oh, well, yeah, I've, I've reached. I've reached out on both of our behalfs, Kev. So. <laughs> yeah, we try. We try to get him in over here. Obviously, he's busy. Uh, he's busy touring at the minute. But we saw he'd uh, he posted up this clip about the team talks. He tagged both of us in it, and I've sort of been catching up. He's just like I watch Lelouja all the time on YouTube. I'm like, brilliant, brilliant, good taste, very <laughs> hey, good taste. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, excellent, right? Cool, Kev. Thank you so much for that. Obviously, we will quickly wrap the show up. And I should have said this earlier on. I'm going to do a quick roundup and a quick thank you to everyone who's joined us on patreon this week alone we've had aaron walk matthew gunderson i'm gonna say this one wrong kev ole and alexander eidsvold i mean i can't say it's spelled so i'm gonna assume you've hit you've nailed that yeah yeah that's exactly how it's pronounced uh kieran j i can get that one right dan scott and christopher groob and that might be gruber uh as well so fantastic to see so many new members of the patreon squad and if of course you want to come and join us over on patreon link in the description below you can follow all of us on social media of course that's been flashed up on the screen it's at the fm show pod and if you want to follow us drop us an email it is of course the fm show pod at gmail.com that was episode 28 of the fm show of course hosted by myself tony jameson our guest today lelujo we had no producer still he's still moving house take care of yourselves stay safe everyone we'll see you next time want to learn even more about football manager subscribe to the patreon just visit patreon.com slash the fm show pod don't forget to rate and review and follow along on the socials at the fm show pod